0: Welcome to the Ace Field Wrestling Podcast and another edition of the Bell to Bell Interview Sessions. I am joined today by Jack Tomlinson, and uh, folks, he's the leader of the Jack Black and world renowned wrestler Thank you for joining me, Jack. How are you, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, but you cannot forget, I am also one half oh, of brought the
1: Wrestling him. Tag Team Champions with my tag partner, Dante Drago of Vlogbro University. What's up, Dante? How you doing, buddy? <laughs>
0: What's up, Dante? We're definitely going to talk about him a little bit as well, and thank you for bringing the title here on that. That's extra shiny with the with the backlight. It looks amazing here on, oh, on, on the podcast. Brilliant, brilliant.
1: I have a second light set up if this one's not good enough, so
0: I can do that. <laughs> I think right now we're good. I was almost blinded by the title. so. Oh, I'm um, sorry.
1: I have also,
0: I don't know how in-depth we're going to go, and I'm not trying to jump the gun.
1: I definitely want to take this at your pace, but I also have the Jack Tomlinson Vlogs YouTube Championship. And there's a whole story with this one, too. So,
0: And I definitely am going to be asking you about that. So you are jumping the gun a little bit, but let's get right into it, man. So 2022 is off to a hot star for you. Right. Uh, you continue a wow audience at create pro and successfully defended your Cap Tag Team Championships with your partner, the aforementioned frat star, Dante Drago, uh, uh, one half of the Vlog Bro University. You squared yes, off mean. in an epic six-man tag match only two days ago, teaming with Dante and Eric James against the Major Pod crew and got screwed, in my opinion, at cap intoxication.
1: That's what Um, we've been saying. Hashtag Major Pod cheated. (laughs) I mean, listen, Maven is Maven. Can't take anything away from Maven. But Maven helped them
0: cheat. He wasn't even in the match. And they attacked our boy, Eric James. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool at all. But, I mean, how would you describe the start of your year in the ring? I know that we'll get into what happened in 2020 with you. uh, But you have to be on cloud nine after this weekend.
1: Oh, I'm – on a, on a true sense, I've been on cloud nine since I was since I was eighteen in professional wrestling. I've been so blessed with so many amazing opportunities. But after this weekend, easily, easily, I made a TikTok about it. And I just posted it like two hours ago. At this point, it has been top five, not only greatest moments uh, of my my professional wrestling career of my life. It was it's crazy. This was a ten year journey. I mean, listen, I don't I, I don't lie about where I came from. I know people don't want to in wrestling don't want to be called marks. If I wasn't a mark, I wouldn't be a professional wrestler. So I don't lie to anyone about it. I was a bit of a mark for Matt, Zach in the past. And over this 10 year journey we've taken together, it led to this match, that moment, that one minute clip that was in the ring where I gave him the radio silence, where I flipped him off Amazing. It led to that. It led to that. And a lot of people are shocked that I did that because I was such a big fan. I'm arguably, arguably his all time biggest fan. But if you want a reason like why I did that, well, first of all, you should never meet your heroes, kids. But second of all, if he was really the hero, I put him up on the pedestal to be. He wouldn't have needed Maven to cheat.
0: Yeah, man. And the thing is, he broke out that uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom Brian Myers outfit, so it was a real spit in the face. Because I think you've been supporting the major pot since day one, and I mean they turned their back on you.
1: Right. Right. I've. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what they want from me.
0: I mean, we could spend all day talking about that, but let's get into mm-hmm. some more stuff. Um, so, 2020. So you faced some adversity with the shoulder injury that held you out of the ring, but yes. you returned in early 2021. Um, so what did the experience of being forced to watch from the sidelines teach you, um, just about what you love about wrestling?
1: Yeah. So that was a, that was a weird, weird time because I had actually, I could, I could even jump back a few months. I had taken myself out of wrestling for uh, personal reasons. I just needed time away. And that put me out for about almost three months. And then when I finally decided I need to come back, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Why did I leave? That's when COVID really first hit. Um, back in 2020 and then by the time we were finally able to start filming cap tv again first match back is the shoulder injury you mentioned and it was just like at the time coming back it was really i'll be honest it was really hard to appreciate it and to really like be be thankful for the moment because it felt like every time i tried to get back into it i got knocked down i just kept getting knocked down because right before i took myself out of wrestling i had gone through this journey of beating wrestlers like Max Caster, uh, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, Anthony Bones, and MJF, all in a matter of 10 months. I had wrestled them and beaten them. And then I just started to – I needed to take myself out of it. So that was the first dip. I tried to come back. COVID happened. That was the second dip. I tried to come back. My shoulder injury happened. That was the third dip. So by the time I finally came back, at first, I was like, I'm just waiting on that dip again, so I'm not going to get my hopes up. And then I got paired with Dante. And at first, neither one of us ever saw ourselves being a tag wrestler. And I had known Dante for years training at Cap, but we had never truly linked up together until our first match together that day. So I didn't really know what this was. I didn't know if it was going to be what it has become. I did not think in a million years it would, one, lead to this tag title, but two, it would lead to wrestling the Major Pod family. Like, say what I want about them, that's a huge opportunity. That's probably the biggest star power match I've ever had in my entire career, in my entire life. And, you know, it took two years. It took two years, but I learned to fight through and appreciate the highs and lows of wrestling.
0: Absolutely. I can tell you're having a good time out there. And I think one of the greatest things is you've been a gem of transparency uh, on social media. And I truly it's- think you're a shining example of how wrestlers and, you know, athletes of anybody can use... um utilize those platforms and add depth to the characters outside of just the bookings in the ring. Uh, So what are, who gave you the idea for the vlog and cataloging your time in and out of the ring?
1: Um, Yeah. So that, that is a a mesh of things. It was back when I was in high school, I was, I had started watching uh, Jake and Logan Paul on YouTube and I became a really big fan of the content they created and like some things they would do. And I'd be like, what are they doing? Like, these guys are crazy. But like what really drew me into them was their, their charisma and the fact that they were just unapologetically themselves and they were willing to do this and i remember sitting in class one day and i was sitting with a girl named marissa and i give her credit because she's the reason i started youtube i casually said to her man it'd be so cool to have a youtube channel and she goes so do it but like it didn't sound like a friend going yeah man just do it it sounded genuine turns out she had a channel she knew how to edit so she she taught me how to edit she taught me how how to really have a channel and that really gave me the confidence. And then fast forward about four or five months later, I was making my creative pro wrestling debut. And as we're working up to this match and I'm talking with Brian and I'm talking with Max Caster and I'm talking with Pat Buck, I'm really trying to hone in on, like, who who am I going to be? Like, what am I going to be? Because I had wrestled on birthday parties under the name JT Kid and I had wrestled on some, like, uh, indie shows in New Jersey as Jackson Ridley. But like, I didn't want to, I didn't want that. I was, this was my real debut. I wanted to be Jack Tomlinson. And they said, well, Jack, you got the YouTube channel, like come out with, with, with the vlog camera. And cap TV, which is um the YouTube show that creative pro wrestling puts out every Monday night. That was uh smart Mark Sterling's baby. That was his idea. It was, he was the brainchild behind that. And he texted me one day and he's like, Hey man, come, come to Creative Pro bro tonight. I want you to film something for me, but wear something you would do one of your vlogs in. And I was had, I kind of pondered with the idea of the word Vessler because like I was, I was, I was big. It sounds, it sounds stupid. I was big as a fan into ship names. Like I liked when celebrities took their first names and put them together or their last names. I thought it was cute. And for some reason, vlogger and wrestler came together and made Vessler. And when I was filming cap TV, when I was filming the introduction, I just said, I'm the Vessler. Like it worked great. If it didn't, it's on this one episode. No one's ever going to hear it again. When Mark ended up editing it, he put on the bottom Vessler with a question mark. And I was like, huh, this was this out of the two minutes I was speaking here. This is the one thing minus my name that got Mark's attention. So I was like, I have something here. Then I debuted against Caster. Brian was like, or maybe it was Max Caster that said it. I'm not sure which one of them said walk out with the camera when you're vlogging. And here I am three, five, four years later, whatever year it is.
0: And we see over your shoulder, you're the thousand uh, subscribers. So I think you're a bit over yeah. a thousand right now, and you're well over that on uh, TikTok. I think you have like 143,000 followers. Mm-hmm. So kudos yeah. to you. You are doing great things on social media and uh, spreading you. the message of Jack Tomlinson, the wrestler, and also the character. I mean, you're you're all over the place. I'm trying. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So I one asked, of the highlights. Uh, yeah, there it is, right there, and I love it. So um, hopefully, it's in the mail, the actual silver one. They should be sending you one for the for a thousand, right?
1: So you actually so this is gonna this is gonna make me sound like a uh, like a bit of a loser, but it's <laughs> it's okay, I'm cool with it. They only send you one when you hit hundred thousand subscribers. That's the silver plaque. Gold is a million subscribers, and the diamond play button is ten million subscribers. Well wow. like, let, let's be honest, the vessler, not just Jack Tomlinson, the person, Jack Tomlinson, the wrestler, the vessler, would go over the top and be ecstatic about winning getting winning, getting a thousand subscribers. So I actually, I went to Michael's, I bought some canvas, bought some paint, and I made this myself.
0: That's amazing, man. And I'm totally uh,
1: proud of it. This means as much to me as any plaque you could YouTube could send me.
0: That's awesome. So one of the highlights of your, your vlogs in 2021 was the Creator pro Halloween housing show where you dressed up as Spider-Man. Uh, you do look like Tom Holland, by the way, as a side note. So I think <laughs> most people have said that to you, but uh, seeing you on camera here with the beautiful lights on the sides, uh, it's definitely more apparent today.
1: Thank you, thank was- you.
0: So, what was that experience like, especially getting to show a different side of yourself to the cap audience? And does Jack Tomlinson, the wrestler, have any overlapping qualities with Spider Man?
1: Oh my gosh, I hope I have a lot of overlapping qualities with Spider Man. Uh, I'm a huge Spider Man fan, all in all. If you can't tell, that blue hat in the background is a Spider Man hat. And I they, see it. this is the JT logo. My friend made this for me. It's also Spider around it. And actually, down here is in this box. Is the very same Spider-Man cosplay costume. There it is.
0: The aforementioned outfit yeah. that we were just talking about. You yes. are so prepared right now. I love it.
1: I'm 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 always prepared. One thing I, I will admit I stole from Matt Cardona is that I'm always ready. Always. That's
0: true. With a Z or an S.
1: Uh with an S. He is with just an S, right? Maybe I'll do it with like a with a V. I'll, I'll, always. No. That's <laughs> we'll I, figure was, out. I was trying to do V for vlog. But um that was really, really cool that match because it's there's so like it's wrestling anything can be anything at the end of the day but there's only a few exceptions when you really can like completely scrap who your character is and people will accept it come the next show that you were just doing something different a halloween show is no different the second i was told i was going to be in that rumble i knew i had to be spider-man i bought the costume that night i was so and it's like a legit thing it's not like a party city thing um it's like legit i had to go to a cosplay website like I'm very, very Maybe proud
0: you have to buy it. I'm sure you've always wanted it anyway, right? I've
1: always wanted it. I make TikToks with it. It's great. It's one of the best purchases I've ever made. It was it was cool for a bunch of reasons because, one, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. So, like, it, it was, like, a part of me that I always have, like, being able to be shown. I like to think I have, like, some athleticism that is Spider-Man related or somehow up there. Um, but it was cool because I was coming out and I didn't have the vlog camera. And, like, that's different. I don't do that anymore. Like, if I don't come out with that vlog camera, I'm just another guy in tights. It's, it's the truth. Um, you know, I have qualities that are important and memorable to my jackpack. But they're already in my jackpack. And I love them for that. And I love my jackpack. But if you don't know me, I'm just I – need, I need my vlog camera. I gotta I gotta I got to vlog it. But, like, with Spider-Man, I didn't have to. And it was so cool. And Dante was Uncle Ben. And that was all Dante's idea. Dante came out as Uncle Ben. I thought it was amazing.
0: Amazing. You guys are a tag team through and through. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure people always ask you guys about the origin of teaming with each other. Uh, So can you explain how you got together? I know you you touched on it before about being put together. I mean, whose idea was it? Where did the name come from? Uh, Was it always as seamless and and cohesive as it seemed to be from the outside looking in?
1: Yeah. So um, the, the original idea of it came from Max Caster. So at the time Max Caster was running cap TV and he was, and I and I reached out to him, I sent him a, uh, in, a message. I was like, hey, man, I'm back. I know I've been gone, as I mentioned earlier, but I want I want to be full force now. I want to host Cap TV again. I want to do this. I have all these ideas. None of those ideas ever came to play. None of them ever happened. They never left the light of that message. But when I did show up to taping, he said, but I have another idea for you. And he goes, I want you to be in a tag team with Dante. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll be in a tag, tag team with Dante. I'd rather this than not have anything. And the idea of the chemistry Dante and I had was always there. It was, it was something that you don't, you, you can't, you can't teach, you know, like you can learn moves. You can, you can become a better promo. You can build your body. You can get better tights. Like you can do all these things. You cannot teach a connection with two tag partners. It's just impossible. It's either there or it's not there. There are some tag teams that it is there and aren't a good tag team. And there are some tag teams that are a great tag team, but don't have it there on, on the personal side, behind outside of the ring. And from day one, Dante and I just clicked and I was like, damn, this dude is a good dude. Which is it's actually difficult at times because there's times like we just disagree on things and we have different opinions. I'm like, but damn, I don't wanna I don't want to disagree with him because I love him. Dante's right. amazing. He's so he's so smart. He is so underrated in his mind and his in-ring ability. He's great. And I absolutely am Static that i get to work with him uh vlog university was all was my idea because when it was kind of pitched to us we were told we're going to be two college kids two frat guys and i was like okay that was dante's character already dante was the frat star so right. i was like all right if we're two college guys and we're frat guys dante's literally just staying dante i'm basically scrapped So I'm not letting that happen. I like the vlog thing. I'm committed to this character. I know there are so many legs to walk on with it. Like there were some people telling me at the time that there's nowhere to go with the vlog. You know, you're just going to keep making the same video over and over again. And I said, that's not true. I said, I I don't think it's true either.
0: I've been watching a lot of your videos. They're all very unique to the day that you're filming them.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I I knew it. So I, I tried to like figure out this thing to make it work. And I got, and I just thought. I remember, I just thought it would look cool like if vlog and university came together and I was just legitimately in I was in in the shower which ironically is where I came up with the term Vessler also in the shower it's where I do my best thinking best I just thing. came up with vlogger university VBU and I went to Dante and I'm like hey this is what we're calling ourselves and he thankfully did not fight it he was like let's go with it
0: and it stuck and obviously you got the tag team championship right next to you to prove that it's been a, a success so What a beautiful championship. I hope you guys hold on to it for a very, very long time.
1: Me too. I hope I get to walk across the graduation stage with this.
0: Listen, I mean, well-deserved. I think you should do that. I mean, at this point. uh, So, your recent yellow tights were self-admittedly based on Logan and Jake Paul. I saw you uh, posted them, and they are beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, You mentioned them before. Uh, I think it's safe to say you were a big fan of them both. You mentioned them, uh, Mm -hmm. but what do you pull from their success, and what draws you to them as a fan personally?
1: Um. Okay. So what I, what I pull from their success is main What I, there's two things that a major thing that comes from both. The major thing that comes from Logan is that no matter how far you sink, even if it is at the fault of your own, you don't have to stay there. You can always pull yourself back up, which was huge for me in 2020. And then Jake, what I pull from him is it really doesn't matter what other people think of you. Like, obviously there, there is like, things that go along with that. Like what your, what your friends and your family think of you, that matters. Let's, you know that, but like haters, which I love, I love, I love my haters. It doesn't matter. You know, if you're not hurting yourself, you're not hurting anyone else. You're just being yourself and you're doing something you love and you're passionate about stick with it. Don't let anyone tell you, you can't. And I take that away from Jake. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I forgot what your second question was.
0: I uh, was just basically what makes you such a big fan of both of them. I know that you mentioned that before, is it the fact that they just go out there and do whatever they want? I mean, obviously, both the Paul brothers have just said they've become huge stars on their own by creating their image on social media and mm-hmm. uh, deciding that you know I think boxing was going to be a thing and very successful and a millionaire because yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think I kind of see I want to see myself in them. I mean, I'm I'm me I'm Jack and I want to be known for being Jack. But like we are kids who grew up in, in the suburbs were in our, in our hometowns, they were in Cleveland. I, well, they were in outside of Cleveland. I was, I'm on long Island and we grew up and we got our first start on social media and they went into boxing. I went into wrestling. They both have done acting. I do acting. I just see so many similarities. And when I see Logan making his energy drink prime and I see him having the podcast and I see Jake venturing off into all these different business aspects. I'm like, I, I want to do that. Cause I love wrestling first and foremost, I'm a professional wrestler. But I have so many passions and dreams and goals that I want to chase down the line. And like, they're a big inspiration.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned wrestling is your first passion. Um, we all have an origin story about what we decide to do with our life. And everyone is unique. So mm-hmm. what brought you into the training at Creator pro uh, Why did you ultimately decide uh, to train at Creator pro uh, Was it the reputation or did someone say, hey, come over here and do this? I think you can be great at it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I had known since I was ten. I wanted to be a professional wrestler, and but I didn't know at the time how how you go about that, what you do. So my dad, he did a lot of researching for me. And being a fan of Zach at the time, uh, keyword at the time, <laughs> he he was doing some research, discovered who Kurt Hawkins was because they were tag partners, and one uh, at that point they had been a ta- uh, one-time tag champs together. Found out there's a school in in Hicksville, uh, right like 20 minutes from my house, and they they run shows. So we went to a show there one day and I watched it. And I'll never forget watching Brian and Pat wrestle. They were in tag team action together. And I remember being completely like in like, is this the right word? Enamored? No, not enamored. No,
0: enamored is the word for sure.
1: That's the word? Okay, good. I wasn't positive on that. (laughs) Um, that, With like Brian, I was like, this guy is the coolest dude in the world. And he is who's going to make me a professional wrestler. He is who will make me a superstar. And my heart has stood to that to this day, that Brian is the key. In, Brian and Pat, they are the key to success in wrestling.
0: Yeah, and Create-A-Pro has been heralded as a hub to create future megastars. You mentioned some of the names before. And the resume speaks for itself. Uh, so what do you think sets them apart above other wrestling programs and different, uh, I guess, promotions throughout the United States, really?
1: Yeah. Um, so the the two big things that stick out when I think of that is, one, experience. Brian was with WWE collectively for 10 years. Pat is a producer for WWE right now. Brian's worked for impact. You know, there is genuine experience. Like there's a very big difference between just wrestling on the Indies and wrestling for WWE. There is a, there's a whole different world up there. And that experience goes a long way. Add in the fact that Brian did wrestle in the Indies for a bit, but Pat wrestled on the Indies for a little bit longer. Pat has that experience they're two very different styles that mesh together so perfectly on top of that they they don't tolerate any any negative energy you know it's it's a it's a it's a school there's competition we all want to compete we all want to be the best but we are truly a family there's so much negativity in every aspect of life but in wrestling there's a lot of negativity and it's it's true but creative pro isn't it doesn't tolerate it
0: yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, some may rec you mentioned WWE being much uh, different than any other level. And some may recognize your beautiful face, if I may say so myself, from your appearance in AEW Dark uh, back in 12, 8, 21, uh, where you took on the Gun Club and, of course, some appearances with WWE uh, on back to back nights in July, to, uh, mm-hmm. 205 Live, and then eventually Raw against the Viking Raiders. So, what was the atmosphere like at AEW, and how did it compare with working with WWE? Any main differences? Just with each other and obviously different than Creative Pro and working uh-huh. on shows.
1: So like the main difference was honestly me. Um, I I was just so different. At WWE, when I wrestled on Raw in the 205 Live, I was 18. I was I was a child. Like I had just started working shows that year, and I had only been consistently working for Creative Pro. Like I had wrestled at other companies, but like I wasn't consistent with them. So like I was so overwhelmed by everything that was going on and how quickly everything happened. And it, it, it didn't really hit me that I was going out to wrestle at the Nassau Coliseum, which is where I first ever saw professional wrestling live. I was going to wrestle in front of 10,000 people in front of millions of people at home. So I was just like, kind of like, Oh my gosh, this is my dream coming true. And I was kind of like just a young boy living in this dream, as opposed to fast forward to AEW. I'm still a young boy living in this dream, but. I have a lot more experience under my belt and now I'm there not to check off the bucket list that I did this. Now I'm there to show, Hey, listen, AEW, I know you have a lot of great talent. You have arguably the best wrestlers in the world and you got Sammy Guevara who also makes vlogs, but I'm different for my own reason. And I will, and I am a superstar and I want you to see that in me. It was more of a betting on myself than a betting on the moment as opposed to WWE to AEW.
0: Yeah, so you said you were 18 when WWE gave you the call. So how did, I know it's your local kid. Were mm-hmm. they just going to Creative Pro and saying, hey, we need some guy who looks a certain way? Or did they want did they want you by name?
1: Yeah, so I had done extra work for them in the past. Um, and I was in, I think it was in like the No Way Jose Conga line. Um, that all came through Brian. This time specifically came through VSK. Um, he, who is uh, anyone listening, doesn't know. He's wrestles at Creator Pro. He's on Impact Wrestling right now. He's in Brian Myers Learning Tree. He gave me. He texted me like I think like two weeks out, and he goes, "Hey, can you do extra work these days?" And he's he's the one that gave me the call. And fast forward two weeks later, he was my tag partner on Raw.
0: That's amazing. I mean, and the thing is, people take for granted the enhancement talent uh, act that goes on in wrestling because it's much yeah. it's much needed to build up new stars. And enhancement talent is a much needed aspect to building not only current stars but new stars um i've always wondered how that conversation goes prior to a squash match uh with established talent about the sequence of moves that will be done uh so what was it like i mean obviously i I, you guys didn't have a long conversation with the the viking raiders did they just say we're gonna hit a samoan drop and then splash you in the corner and that was it (laughs) or was it just like go out there and we'll call it in the ring
1: no i gotta say viking raiders are some of the some of the coolest coolest nicest guys i've ever met we uh We chatted a bit, you know, had had conversations just as uh, as guys, just talking, you know, hearing some of their stories because at that point they'd wrestled on Takeover, Ring of Honor, like they had a lot. So we listened to them. I um, I tried to take a lot in from them and learn from them, but uh, yeah, we just we we kind of just talked. It was that aspect. The talking is no different than an indie show. It's just a couple brothers putting trying to put together a nice story for the fans.
0: Yeah, mean you talked about the match being super short, and obviously that's your job that night uh so what is the main difference in working as an enhancement talent um as jackson james uh then having to formulate a longer match as jack thompson is there a different set of nerves or are you just sort of going at it with i need to do my job
1: well Mm. cardio (laughs) that's the difference i don't get i I didn't get blown up on raw i get blown up a lot when i wrestle other times
0: (laughs) for sure and obviously you have to kind of save your energy you can go out there if you know you're in the match is gonna last two minutes you know it's like all right I can go out there and yeah. run around and do do my big spots but I don't have to worry about saving yeah. the energy
1: I gotta say whenever I get to like towards the back end and I know like how much we're looking at I get this little burst of energy I'm like okay I don't need to hit I don't need to save anything I can give everything to this and I get and then I yeah
0: it's like so. being a long distance runner in like track or uh, cross country you can see the finish line you're on the final leg of the race and you just be like you know what give it all i'm probably gonna puke at the end of this but i'm just gonna i'm gonna give it the rest of the energy i have exactly uh so july 2019 was a big month in your life you culminated the end of that amazing month with what was my opinion one of the best matches in your career in defeating the now uber aew resident heel mjf as you mentioned before so you were one of the few that can say that you've pinned max in the middle of the ring uh, what was it like working with MJF and what have you learned from your experience with him in Now the Ring? I've heard he's a super nice guy.
1: I got to say this. MJF is 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 a true mentor to me, true hero. Uh, he really is the salt of the earth. I really stand by that. He's a great guy. And, you know, he just beat CM Punk twice. 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 Sure, like, twice. In CM Punk's hometown. First loss in AEW. First loss in almost a decade. You know, I have to say people people don't give give Max the credit. Three-time diamond, di- uh, diamond dynamite, diamond ring champion. I was, that was a tongue say twi- that
0: three times fast. Yeah.
1: Wow, that was a tongue twister. You know, I was trying to talk about my my good buddy Max. Um, you know, this is this is what I really have to say. Max, he lost. He took the L, took a fat L, and you know, he was a bit of a buster going into that. He was beating me up left and right, jumping me at Creative Pro. But when the match was over, he took the mic, and you can look it up on Creative Pro's YouTube channel, and he gave a beautiful, heartwarming farewell speech. And it was just—it was so beautiful. It was—it was something a gentleman would do. Max is a
0: gentleman. That's what I'll say. That he is, and you know what? CM Punk deserved that loss because he was disparaging my hometown, your hometown, Long Island, uh, and you don't get away with that. And MJF made us all proud here uh, yeah. in the six three one and five one six.
1: Exactly, and really, if we think about it, I—I kind of beat CM Punk too. You know, because I beat Max, and Max beat Punk. So, like, if we really think about this, rock paper scissors. I beat CM Punk.
0: Right. That's like, that's basic logic. I think.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. It's just math and science.
0: <laughs> uh, so it's 2021. So you work for the first time with chaotic wrestling. And we talked a little bit about that. Uh, I did an interview with uh, Philip Cardigan and he talked about his work in chaotic wrestling. Uh, how was your experience at chaotic wrestling as you, as you, continue to branch out in different promotions and meet different people?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chaotic's great. Great locker room. Great boys. Um, and, and girls, they got they got Becca over there in the Scrunchy Squad. I love Becca to death. She's so talented. I love that whole locker room. But you know, Be- Becca Becca's my girl. Whew, I gotta say, it was it was truly amazing because when I started getting back into wrestling in 2020, I honestly was wrestling more at the start of 2020 at Chaotic than I was at Creative Pro. And Chaotic was allowing me to have longer form matches where I was able to really test myself as a wrestler again, which I hadn't really done in about a year. And in my opinion, I had some of the best matches of my entire in my entire career, arguably maybe even the best match I ever had. I wrestled uh, Danny Miles, I re- wrestled Ricky, Ricky Archer, now Ricky Smokes, and I wrestled Aaron Rourke. And that Aaron Rourke match might be the best match of my life. It was really that great. Aaron is he literally is perfection personified. He's he's a superstar and he's amazing. And it was great. You know, the only downside that came out of working out of chaotic is, you know, I met Ricky Archer at first. You know, we, we we butted heads. We were compared to because we're both two nice, good looking, white meat baby faces in great shape. And we, we're, we're nice guys. You know, we had a fair fair fight. He got the better of me. But then, well, you know, we made amends. We shook hands. We had a good lift together. Went out there. He was in my corner when I wrestled Aaron. And then just, you know, jumped me. For no reason. And yes, people, are, people is? for
0: some reason, they're just coming after you at all, from all angles. And I'm not, you know what?
1: Haters. They're haters. haters haters are gonna hate but the worst part about it is like he just jumped me and that was it we don't know what happens next we may never know what happens next
0: we may or may not know but what but we do know
1: i can say that. sorry to cut you off that's okay How Good did that happen because ricky and i were looking at a solid tag team together like we were we were just ricky and i would have been great together but if he never turned on me i probably never would have been with dante you know
0: All things happen for a reason. It's it's like that
1: heartbreak you have uh, in high school and or college with your first ever love. And you're like, the world is over. And then you meet your wife down the line and you're like, Oh, that's why I got my heart
0: broken. And that's you're sitting there again to go full circle with the tag team championship because of the decision and everything that happened with him.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: So you are right now going to college, taking acting classes, uh, have aspirations outside of the ring. So everyone that follows you, you no, know, it's just how busy you really are, whether you're watching the blog or checking out your social media. You're always doing something. Uh, so what was the motivation for the acting classes and where do you ultimately hope it takes you? Movies, TV, or is it just to help you make make you a more well-rounded promo?
1: All the above, all the above. I did theater throughout all of high school. I absolutely loved it. And I truly I just missed it. I missed it so much. I missed the idea of diving into a character and breaking down a scene and truly becoming something I, I never thought it could be. And I just love it. It's such an art and it really, it touches like something inside of me that nothing else does. And I love being a part of it. And I had always had the dreams to be like an actor and be in movies and do all this stuff. And it wasn't until I think like a year or a little over a year ago, I just said to myself, I got to do it. I got to just actually do it. And I hit up a friend and I, and I knew he's into acting and I was like, Hey man, what do I do? Where do I go? And he talked about his school and I was like, this place sounds great. I went there. And so far I've had the opportunity to work with um, a gentleman named Mark and two ladies named Lynn and Regina. And they have been literally, I learned more in less than a year of being with them than I did in, what was it? Mm, Mental math. Seven years in high school and middle school acting and elementary school. Like I just learned so much. I love working with them. I love the people I've met in that class too. They're all incredible. It's like a world outside of my world, which is great. Uh, the goal is, the the goal is as far as I can get with it, you know, dream roles. I'd love to be in a teen drama. I would love to be in a Marvel movie. I'd love to play opposite. And I say this not only as a fan, but truthfully, I would love to play opposite Tom Holland in like some like comedy movie where we're like twin brothers. Like a
0: mirror. Like, <laughs>
1: just, yeah. Or, or, like, a mirror? Cousins. Like I, the possibilities are endless. And like stage, I love stage acting as well. I would love to do that. But like, I'm just going to keep working hard and start going on some auditions and Keep those fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, it sounds like the your perspective sort of changed after you got hurt. It seems like you were just like, I'm going to be doing everything that I wanted to do because nothing's guaranteed. I mean, am yeah. I taking away the right message from that?
1: Yeah, yeah. You just got to work hard. My favorite quote in terms of this is from Daniel Bryan at the time. Now, Brian Danielson. It was when he was retiring. He said, if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. And I really do believe that. And I love that quote. It's so inspiring.
0: Yeah. And obviously, right now, what he's doing is, you know, beyond words with 40 plus year old in there. And we, talk about, we want to talk about cardio. That guy can go for days.
1: Right. It's crazy.
0: Uh, so you've done both working matches as a singles competitor. Right now, predominantly, uh, you've been working as a tag team, uh, traditional and six band. We saw in the main event at uh, Intoxication, you worked in the six band. Mm. Uh, but my question is what is the main difference in the mindset when you're competing as a duo, a trio, and then when you're going out there as just, just the Vessler himself? How
1: to work at one man match? hmm Um, you gotta be a lot less selfish. I mean, you never can really be selfish in general because even if it's a singles match, it's still a dance. There's still two people in there, and you both gotta work together. But like now, it's a tag team. Now there's four people in there. Now you all gotta work together. Honestly, working tag tag is not the physical art of tag team wrestling is arguably the hardest thing in professional wrestling. And when done right, it's the most beautiful thing in professional wrestling. But I love it because with tag wrestling, as opposed to singles, I can bounce ideas off Dante. I can say like, I have this and if it really just misses, he can like catch it because like there are certain things our mind won't catch because we just marry ourselves to an idea because it's our own idea. He can help me. I can help him. So that's the big difference. There's someone to always bounce ideas off of.
0: Yeah. And obviously you have the, the energy aspect as well, where you have the full burst, you can go without, without worrying about being blown up, as you mentioned before. And I guess, do bigger spots. You got the tag team wrestling as well. And the, and like you said, tag team wrestling can be an art when done well. And I think there was a gap of time. uh, We're about probably the same age or close in age where their tag team wrestling was neglected on TV. And And I I think it's coming back in a resurgence sort of way and watching AEW and watching ring of honor, prioritizing and create a pro it's prioritizing tag team wrestling. It's been uh, definitely great to see. Um, So speaking of team, uh, you teamed with Eric James and played a huge part at the FWF live two show. And I know it's sort of a sore subject with the major pod guys. Uh, but that was a cool show back in November. It seemed like a fun event to be involved in. They seem like an awesome crew that is just beyond like everything they touch is fun. Right. Uh, what was it like taking on the headbangers in a fatal four-way match? That must have been a dream come true.
1: Yeah, that was re- that was really cool. They're they're just a bunch of they're talented, they're entertaining. I I'll never forget the start of the match. I'm in the corner with Eric and Bobby Orlando's in the ring with one half of main event. And they're kind of like running the spot between a goat and a lion. And then, uh, Oh my. And then the headbangers just run into the ring and start like go- doing their own thing. And like, I'm not in the ring. I'm not at the moment wrestling, so I don't have to worry about what's happening. So I'm just watching this as like a fan and I'm like, this is hysterical. This is funny. And the- did you watch the headbangers growing up when you were a kid? No, I didn't get into into professional wrestling until I was 11, 2011.
0: Gotcha. So like you you might I think they came back for a bit there, but obviously you probably knew the name and all that, but Oh
1: yeah, I'd heard of them. I'd see, seen their stuff, but like I I wasn't I wasn't watching back at that time. Gotcha.
0: Uh so still an awesome event. I mean, the major pod guys and want to put to get put aside the feud that you have going on with them right now. What's it like being sort of involved on the outside with them at Ooh. these different events and all these um like the live shows and also some of the, some of the other things that they do with the podcast.
1: Uh, I'm extremely, extremely grateful that I'm able to be a part of it. Um, whether it's from FWF or just being at the live shows or being able to help with any aspect whatsoever. I'm really grateful that I get to be a part of it because like what they do, the collective team of Matt, Brian and Mark is something no one else in wrestling is doing everyone else. That's doing things at their level. They're, they're signed and they're on TV every single week. They are making their own superstardom. They are making their own fame. And the Hammerstein Ballroom, say what you want, GCW's awesome. The guys they have there are so freaking talented. But, like, that, like what everyone was talking about when it was all said and done was major pop. It's and I
0: tuned in for that reason. I I wanted to watch those guys and they took over and I felt like, For me, it was validation of of watching these guys grow. I've been listening to the podcast for about four years now since, you know, for a while now and watching them grow to what was just a podcast talking about wrestling figures to this whole universe. It's a multiverse of characters. Right. And it's just really cool to see. Um, But moving on to the next question, kind of an overdone thing, but I'll give it a twist. Two dream opponents for Jack Tomlinson, one that's currently wrestling and a wrestler that you wish you could have wrestled throughout any time in history.
1: Oh man. Oh man. I actually was just thinking about this the other day in the car. I can answer the uh, one time in history easily right now. Uh, Tyson Kidd. Wow. Easily Tyson Kidd. He's so talented, so underrated. And truthfully, one of the nicest guys on the face of the earth. He's never been anything but good to me, always offering me advice. And I love speaking to him, and I can be—I know I can be true and real with him. If my mind is some like if we were having a conversation, I don't need to like BS and like say something just to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I know right. I can be real with him. Number one opponent now—I kind of just wrestled him this weekend. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, there's there's a whole list. I would love—I mean, I could rattle off a list. I would love to work Matt or Brian in a singles match. Um, I would love to wrestle. MJF, again, I would love to wrestle um, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, Brian Danielson, AJ Styles. would love to wrestle all these guys. But I have to say, now that I'm running this all through my head, the one I think would make the most sense is Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would make the most sense.
0: Built-in feud, TNT title on the line. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, no, I think it's got to be the Sammy Guevara's vlogs title on the line. True, and you yeah, could put
0: your you could put your title on the line as well. For
1: that, and I'll put my name on it, kind of like I did. To <laughs> this title.
0: I and that's kind of. I think I'm just gonna
1: start doing that. Anything that has to do with social media, when I get it, I'm just gonna put my name over it.
0: That's a am- where did you get that title made?
1: So I didn't get the title made. This is not. <laughs> this title
0: has a funny story. Um, uh, let's hear but, the story. I know. I know that it, I was gonna ask you about it later, but let's go to right now. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so at Victory Pro Wrestling, one of the companies I wrestle for. It, there is this podcast that comes in called Beyond the Barricade, and it's hosted by a gentleman named Papa Dank and his son Brandon Deckner. And they they they're on their own went and made their own title, and they called it the Papa Dank YouTube Championship with a twenty three six rule, not twenty four 236.
0: three six. Here we have this this comment yeah. was one of the first comments. So no, oh, uh,
1: <laughs> how did we get that up there? Oh no, please. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's Brandon. So this title was created and I heard that it was 23.6. So I was like, all right, Brandon turned his back on me live on the podcast, live on my vlog." <laughs> so I rolled him up. I, I won one, two, three, but like I said it on my, on my web series, which is on my vlog channel, beyond the vlog. If it's going to be a title with YouTube in the name, it's got to say Jack Tomlinson, but like, there's a lot going on here. So I just put the tape over it. And I put a name tag over here. This is Dante because, you know, (laughs) this is me because this is supposed to be Brandon. I want to cover him. Right. You know, I at first I was just doing him a favor. You know, I I gave their title like some relevance here. I was giving them something. This isn't a company. This is just two people who have a YouTube channel, father and son. You know, I was helping them out. And then Brandon just got all fresh. He started giving attitude on social media, started basically disrespecting his father. This is his father's title and he lost it. You know, he's just. Brandon is a bad son. Brandon is a very bad son, which is why I got rid of the 23-6 rule. You know, because I don't want to run the risk of Brandon getting the title back. Because if no, Brandon can't. has the title back, he's proven he's not a real champion. And that's
0: not fair to Papa Dank. Papa Dank is a great dad, a great podcast host. He deserves better. So what you're saying is I should make an Ace Field Retro Wrestling uh YouTube channel championship and it may show up on Creative Pro. Is that what you're
1: saying? I would I would take it.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair I'll enough. Be, Challenge be, accepted. It.
1: I would win it, and I would put Jack Tomlinson vlogs. I think
0: it would be awarded like Triple H in 2003 with the world championship because I don't think anyone should beat you for it. Just give it to me. Yeah, I think I would just give it to you. All right, cool. Let's let's talk. We got Brandon back on here. Don't listen to this guy; he's twisting up the whole story. Me? I mean, Are these comments live? Yeah, they're popping in here. I think uh, on the side. So there's been some people coming here. Uh, if you guys have questions for Jack, pop them in here, and uh, I'll, I'll give them to him at the end of the podcast. There's is been there some comments lot? on here as well.
1: Yo, Brandon, you can't be throwing shade at me when you're literally spending your evening watching me talk, bro. Come on, you're such a mark. <laughs> what a fanboy!
0: So, if you guys have any questions for Jack, I'll put them on at the end and make sure you guys comment and I'll put it on the screen and uh, I'll I'll ask him as long as uh, I feel like they're appropriate.
1: Was there a um, comment just up here, or did we? Oh, um, I could
0: put them. I put them on here as they come. There's been some jackpack comments on here, Whoa, so you see
1: them. Louis, I went live on TikTok with Louie the other day and Ooh, then we also good. have
0: Nicholas Jackpack.
1: what's up what's up
0: Jackpack? and then we also had a strong island comment from my friend Nick the comic nerd all right all right all right so all they right. come in here
1: um oh it's backwards in the camera I guess I gotta do it like this
0: all right so in my opinion we talked about your dream wrestler your dream opponents um I'm of the opinion that competition and generally more wrestling creates better wrestling and allows us to have a little something for everyone. For a long time, wrestling was in general, was station a station with no real mixing up the talent. Uh, do you generally have an opinion about this forbidden door topic that keeps being brought up? Is it a good thing or bad thing for wrestling for talent to work interchangeably with different companies?
1: Um, You know, what I have to say is if I was, I, I, I really, I'm not, at that level that I really fully understand it. I think you got to be behind that door to really understand it, which is why I don't want to give an opinion because my opinions are just based on like headlines. Like I'm not living it. Right. Um, I have to say though, if you were locked into this, I wouldn't be seeing people like Bear Bronze at creative pro shows. And like, I love seeing Bear. Bear is one of the best workers in, in wrestling today. He's incredibly talented. He's a good, Good, good man and I and a good bear. He's a great bear. Mm-hmm. I like having him around, you know. So I, I like being able to see these people, you know. I like seeing all my friends be successful all over the place in the indies, in AEW, in impact. So
0: yeah. It's definitely a different approach because for such a long time it's either you signed with a company and that's where you are exclusively. I guess it also comes in in tandem with the fact that there weren't two options for the longest time. And I think AEW and Companies like Creator Pro are challenging other companies to open that door for other people. And I think, mm-hmm. like I said, more competition breeds more success. Uh, there was a question on here, and I didn't want to wait to the end before. Jack, you coming out for AEW tomorrow on the Forbidden Door? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, go and watch Dynamite tomorrow night and you'll find out.
0: Let's see. Uh, so, part of the show is talking about future stars such as yourself, and wrestling seems to have more young talent than ever. Uh, who are three other wrestlers you recommend for people to look out for to break out in 2022 and why
1: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say dante um but i'm gonna say dante's a bonus one i won't make him one of the three um aaron rourke hands down aaron rourke um he's basically becoming the belt collector wrestle pro silver champion chaotic panoptic champion and now creative pro ta- television champion so great for him he's incredible charismatic is all heck um I, I love i love alec price i think alec price is great he's a on massachusetts boy great wrestler great in-ring performer and i'll say this is all off the top of my head i'm trying not to be biased towards creative pro people because if we were just talking creative pro i could go for hours yeah um hmm 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 I'm going to say, can I give two more?
0: Of course.
1: I give two more. So I'm going to say uh, Becca. I'm going to say Becca again, who I believe is on a tour in Europe right now. So good for her. That's awesome. And I'm going to say the Shook Crew, which is single together. The Shook Crew singles Bryce Donovan and Bobby Orlando.
0: Get well soon to Bryce Donovan, by the way. So some, yeah. some sad news on Instagram. They wasn't, you know, definitely got hurt. Creative Pro. I don't want to speak for him, but uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of him. So uh, He's got I
1: what was that? He's got it all, and he's a fighter. He's going to be okay. I sent him my love uh, my love and prayers and well wishes yesterday, so I'm with you,
0: Bryce. Love yeah, you. get well soon, Bryce. We're huge fans here on Ace Field Retro, and I want to see you get back in the ring soon. Uh, so, Jack, you mentioned negativity in the wrestling world. Um, sometimes it can be negative, and the world is negative, mm-hmm. uh, but compliments are, are the fuel sometimes that keep us going.
1: Mm-hmm. You seem
0: like a very positive person through your blogs and even just speaking with you right now. Uh, but I'm sure you need to pick pick me up every once in a while. What's the best compliment you've ever gotten uh, in the wrestling world?
1: The best compliment I ever got in the wrestling world. Oh gosh! Yeah,
0: backstage, in the ring, post match, pre match, anything like that.
1: Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Oh, that's hard. My memory doesn't work that well. Um, <laughs> I I won't say I won't say who I won't say who said this to me. And I won't say who it came from and who said it to me, but I have to say I came back from my match on dark and I walked into the locker room and someone walked out and all the boys that knew me were giving me fist bumps, saying congratulations. Cause they knew that was my first match. And one of the boys that walked out, walked out, came back in and he goes, yo Jack, I just want to tell you that insert name thought you have a great look and you're a superstar. And wow. I was like, whoever that name, I won't say who the name is. I was like, Whoa that is freaky to know that they just watched that and that they liked it too. Right. Um, you know, I get called Tom Holland a lot too. Um, so that's it. That's always a cool compliment. Absolutely. I, I have to say, I love getting compliments from the boys because it really means you're, you're doing something, doing something right. Cause you're getting approval by people who know the inside and the outside. But really I love, gosh, I feel like I take everything from Matt, but I love Matt Cardona saying that I don't, I don't work to prove my haters wrong. I work to prove my supporters right. So when I hear good feedback from the jackpack, that's the best feeling. That's the best compliment.
0: And you deserve it, man. I think you've been really killing it on Create a Pro. On, like I said, social media is what brought me to you. I, you were trending on TikTok, and I was like, there's a pro wrestler I don't know. And I saw like your videos, you have 143,000 people, and I just saw those things. And I mean, that's what brings people over there. And as a wrestling fan, it made me a fan from day one. And I was like, I have to follow this guy.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: So no problem, man. Taking on the acting perspective, uh, what are three movies you'd recommend to the, to the audience and why this is not just wrestling movies, but any movies you'd recommend.
1: Any movie I'd recommend. I'm going to any movie from the eighties I'd recommend. Okay. Down. Uh, I'm a big eighties
0: movie guy myself, by the way, love the eighties. Love the eighties.
1: I love the movie. Uh, Moneyball. It's a great movie. Yeah, probably probably my all time favorite single movie. And then, hmm, hmm, I have so I literally have a hundred movies in my head right now that I'm thinking of. I want to just say Marvel or Star Wars or Harry Potter. You know, one thing I would recommend beyond just movies. You know, I'm thinking of so many movies right now. I would recommend a TV show, and I would recommend One Tree Hill to every person in the entire world. That's My an oldie opinion, right there. Greatest TV show ever made. It is the greatest TV show ever made.
0: That's an oldie. Oh,
1: it's amazing. I have a, a Nathan Scott jersey from One Tree Hill in the back. That's amazing. I will, I will get it, too, if you want me to. I
0: want to see it. I, I see think it. everybody wants to see it. If I'm
1: up, I can get that, and I can also get – I was going to get it before. Uh, I got a trading card for FWF if you want to see me grab it. Yes,
0: that. absolutely. I did hear that they, they printed one for you, so I to those those those
1: We've got there.
0: exclusives on here. Uh,
1: Let's grab the trading card. You got that. Coming over here, pulling out the Nathan Scott. So let's put that up first. The Tree Hill. Raven. Look at that. Got Keith Scott up up there. No spoilers, but Keith Scott is up there. If you haven't seen the show, and twenty three Nathan Scott, even though he ends up wearing twelve by the end of the show. And then right here, FWF Live trading card. Let's try and get not the glare from the. From Look here. at that. Yeah, that's pretty sick pretty sweet my first ever trading card that's crazy and i love that eric's on there too
0: that is amazing Ooh. we do have a papa dank uh appearance here you go son is yeah
1: hey hey papa dank papa dank knows that because he knows i am a better son to him than brandon ever could ever could be ever <laughs> has been i'm, I'm papa dank's real son not biological that's brandon the one who failed us. thank
0: you for watching Papa Dank. i appreciate it i would love to uh hear more about uh, the, the championship and maybe the Acefield retro championship will rival as uh, a significance and importance in Jack's life. But for <laughs> right now that's a very important title in his life and you keep it, keep it going, Papa Dank. Um, so all different walks of life find their way uh, into enjoying and performing in professional wrestling. Uh, in your opinion, what's the most important personality trait or strength that someone would need to be successful, whether it be behind the scenes or in the ring at, and during Any sort of part of being a wrestler?
1: Um, Work ethic. Just be a hard worker uh, and be a good person. You know, treat people right. I don't don't like the mentality that you need to step on people's throats in order to be successful. Step on their throat in the ring when you're wrestling, when you want to win a match. That's when
0: you step on someone's throat. Words to live by. So... I want to appreciate you for, for joining me, but before I let you go, I have a few more things, and there are some questions coming in here in the chat, and I appreciate that everyone's been watching us. Please, you got um, my
1: attention. I'd love to. Uh,
0: so give me a few things that the Jackpack should expect from Jack Tomlinson 2022. It could be broad, it could be specific, or it could just be uh, one or a few things.
1: Okay, a few things. Uh, I'm just going to give words because I, I like that. I think it's mysterious. Uh, content. Gold. And what's a good third one? Viral.
0: Wow. That's, That's what I'm a pretty amazing words right there.
1: I'm gonna write that down. Actually, that was pretty. That was off the dome right now, but I'm pretty proud of that. I that concept, so I'm gonna write that down. So we got gold.
0: Viral. What was the first one? Content. Content. All right.
1: That's, Sounds like a
0: shirt to me, Jack.
1: Right. I just rattled that off off the dome right now. I'm trademarking that right now. So if any of you marks out there take that, <laughs> haters. Any of you, any of you haters, take that. See, I'm saying, Mark. I've been, I hung out with Matt too much this weekend.
0: <laughs> um. So I have some questions coming from the fans, and they are uh, coming in hot over here. So I want to. We have Jack. We have a few minutes here, if you don't mind. I have some fans here that want to ask you some questions. So, uh, what would you say was the most valuable lesson or practice that was given to you at Carrera Pro? It's from Nicholas.
1: I I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think, uh, hard work. You know, make, make towns, come to training, get in the gym, you know, cut promos, invest in yourself, brainstorm, study wrestling, like hard work.
0: I mean, we said it before, creative pros continue to churn out. They're like a factory of superstars. And I think you are right on the precipice of that, Jack. And I really believe that.
1: Fingers crossed. Thank you.
0: So Nick, the comic nerd, I want to know what the four bills over your left shoulder are for.
1: Yeah. So um, this is really cool. It's one of the most meaningful things I, I have in my entire life. My dad did this for me. This is the first $4 I ever made in professional wrestling. So uh, my, my independent debut was, was honestly a battle royal, but my actual debut was against Max Caster. But about a year before that, or actually longer than a year before that, I wrestled Smart Mark Sterling. So he was my first ever match, which is another reason why this past weekend was incredible for me. He was my first ever match. I wrestled him at a birthday party show. And at the end of the night, I kid you not, I got tipped. <laughs> Four dollars. I was handed four singles, and so I was like, and in my mind, that was the coolest thing in the world because I would, I, I would wrestle for free. It was my first nice. match. It was the dream, and there they are. And I, I gave, and I remember bringing it home. And at the time, I was, was I even seventeen? I don't know how old I was. I brought him home, and I was like, Dad, look, I got, I got four dollars. I'm so happy. And he goes, let, let me hold on to it. Uh, and I was like, Dad, it's four bucks. Like, what are you doing? Let me hold on to it. And I never sold it I never it those four dollars again. I just didn't see. I was like, what happened to my money? Like, I never thought about it. And then on my 20th birthday, my dad handed this to me. Friggin That's amazing. Three years later. And it's, it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite things I own.
0: That's awesome. And great question, it's, Nick. That was Yeah, right. A very observant person in the background.
1: Thanks, Dad. Love
0: you. Uh, so let's see. Um, we have some more questions over here. Go through. We had a comment. One Tree Hill is my favorite show by Louis Pena. Yeah,
1: Louie. <laughs> Louis gets it. Louis gets it
0: uh Let's see. This is another question from Nicholas. What was the one match that made you say, "This is what I want to do as my profession"? Was there one that caught your eye?
1: Is that as me as a wrestler, or for watching? You, as yeah, a fan? for
0: oh, for you watching as a fan, that made you be like, "I want to do this as a kid." I oh yeah, was... with, uh, with the Cena shirt on at Nassau Coliseum. So was it like a moment like that, or was it a specific match?
1: The Cena shirt with me at the Nassau. Oh, oh, that's actually a Madison Square Garden. Oh, that's Square Garden. Was there? A, oh yeah, there was. It wasn't a match. It, well, I mean, it was a match, but it wasn't the match itself. It was a moment. It was watching Hugh Jackman punch Dolph Ziggler in the face. Wow. Yeah, that was the moment for me.
0: Wow, that was a I mean, Hugh Jackman was great. He was like uh, the guest GM that for that uh, that night on RAW, right?
1: Uh I don't know if he was the GM. He was he accompanied Zack Ryder to ringside. Right. He was promoting his movie Real Steel.
0: And that was like when Zack Ryder was uber hot, where he was about to be chanted at MSG and. Head, I think he had Punk or in the headband at one point too later on that year. So that was a, yeah. a huge, huge moment. We have another question. If you could join House of Black, the Inner Circle, the Dark Order, who would you pick? Ooh. That's that tough, is
1: tough. That is tough. You're if I join the- to the
0: Dark Order. So.
1: If I, so my first question was, if I join the Inner Circle, do I replace Sammy Guevara?
0: That is a good might question.
1: Need- might lead to that but i don't think i would i think i'd have to say dark order because i'd be back with uh mr reynolds which is that's, that's alex reynolds to all of you but to me he's mr reynolds because although he failed me as a hero years ago this is backstory that y'all don't probably know but you know he failed me and we, we fought we wrestled but i i I've, I've you know i've come to terms with it years later he's back to being mr reynolds and then johnny hungy you know they're great
0: amazing and how great does uh john silver's figure look that just got released for uh, the, la- the latest aw figures I am so happy for him,
1: and like Chris Statlander just got hers as well. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm not like a a figure collector. That's not my thing. That's 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 Brian's thing. But like I do, and it's inspired by Brian. I do collect the figures of people that I wrestle. If I wrestle you or I I team with you, I want to have that figure. And I just I just actually ordered Chris's today because that's awesome. I I teamed with her years ago. I trained with her. She's actually my my professional wrestling sister. Like the joke is that she's my big sister and I, the alien,
0: love her. She's awesome. And like I said, I mean, the list goes on and on about Creator Pro and what they're continuing to produce in pro wrestling. And you're just, in, I mean, right now, you are on the precipice of superstar. I truly believe that. And if you didn't get hurt in 2020, I fully believe that you'd be, you know, already elsewhere, AEW or, oh. and I, I think it's coming and I really yeah. do. And I think we're at the ground floor of something really, really great for you.
1: Thank you so much. I really
0: appreciate that. Uh, So, you guys, remember to follow Jack Tomlinson on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, Not Twitch, YouTube. You don't have a Twitch, do you? No, I don't have a Twitch. Uh, Some people have Twitches. Um, On the bottom of the scroll, guys, they're all different for Instagram. And for uh, Instagram is 2,000. And I believe uh, Twitter is just the zero zero, right?
1: Yes. TikTok is also 2,000. I also go live. I do a live stream every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on TikTok. So that's a cool place where you can come in, ask some live questions, just hear about my day. You know, that's kind of me just being me.
0: So before I let you go, any final thoughts you want to give to the Jackpack and to the wrestling universe at large? Any fighting words for the major pod network that you want to give them?
1: Yeah, hashtag major pod cheated. I am not letting that go. Hashtag major pod cheated. No one forget it. Hashtag major pod cheated. Also, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash JT Blogs. You can buy all the Jackpack JT Vlogs merchandise. Always
0: go cool. on there right now, guys. I want you to buy all the stuff and support my man, Jack Tomlinson. Uh, great things in the future, Jack. I want to thank you for joining me. And I want to thank you guys for watching Ace Field Retro for the second edition of the Bell to Bell interview sessions. I've been Ace, Re- Ace Field Retro. That's Jack Tomlinson, the Vessler. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Later. Thanks for having me, by the way.
0: Of course.
1: Yeah.